Hey everybody, Kate and Jim here with a very special episode of The Ramble. Red Nose Day is around the corner, so Comic Relief and Acast are teaming up to bring some of your favourite podcasters together for the Red Nose Day podcast mashup. Shows like The Guilty Feminist, Off Menu, Films to be Buried With and The Football Ramble are coming together to raise awareness of Red Nose Day and the amazing work you can do to help Comic Relief. You have the power to do something incredible this Red Nose Day. Whether it's a little or a lot, the money you donate will help tackle poverty, take action against violence and bring an end to discrimination. It really will make a massive difference. To donate £10 today, text the word PODCAST to 70210. Text costs your donation amount plus your standard network message charge and 100% of your donation will go to Comic Relief, a registered charity. You must be 16 or over and please ask the bill payers permission for full terms and conditions. Visit comicrelief.com slash podcast mashup. The money raised by Red Nose Day has helped to provide safety and support to people when they've needed it the most and has helped turn lives around. As part of this special podcast mashup, we sat down for a chat with Jordan North and William Hansen from the cracking podcast Help I Sexted My Boss. We introduced William to football and chatted to Jordan about his beloved Burnley. And we've got that chat here for you to enjoy. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Help I Sexted the Football Ramble. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Jordan North. And I'm William Hansen. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss meets the Football Ramble. This is usually the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas. Great start. William's already yawning. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Great start. Are you, a... are you? And We know you don't like football, but are you dreading this no, that no, much? No, no, no. It's just it, you were talking. Oh, okay. Uh, but for one episode only, we are joining forces with the wonderful people at the Football Ramble in the name of Comic Relief. Now, usually I start our podcast by comparing myself to Jordan, but I've come up with a few for this Help I Sex of My Boss Meets the Football Ramble special. Uh, I've got I'm More Majestic, You're More Majeski. Very good. Thank Very you. Very good. I'm More St. James's Palace, You're More Crystal Palace. Also good, yep. I'm more clean, you're more messy. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. What do you think of that, Jim and Kate, from the Football Ramble? Hi. We feel pleased that you've tried. Um, what do you mean I've tried? I've succeeded. Yeah. And, that's, and that's all anyone can ask. Yeah, I would slightly like to refute that I am more messy. Um, and I say I would <laughs> like to. Not meaning that I actually will, because unfortunately I, I just am. Yeah, just I just am more messy. So I'm just going to take that one on the chin. Oh, are you a messy person? Your, your bookcase is in the background yeah, of your but, Zoom. Yeah, you know, it's because you're not looking at it with too much detail. There's a lot of stuff on there that, frankly, is not a book. Um, so... Well, this is this is wonderful for comic relief because you know me. There's nothing I like more, and our G and D all know this, than football. That's not true. That's not true. Did did, did so. Um, I have been to one football match in my life. Tell Jim and Kate about the football match that you've been to. I went to, I was probably 12 or 13. William's brother's a big Liverpool fan. He's a big football fan. You went to so Anfield, we went to William. Liverpool. Bloody hell, you lucky man. The yes. Cathedral Football. You can't have failed to enjoy that. Tell us more. The <laughs> Cathedral of Football. Gosh. 
Yes, it was Liverpool versus somebody else, and we watched. We we were in the cop. Is that yeah. right? <laughs> yes, the cop. Uh, which I believe is one of the sort of the iconic stands of Anfield. And uh, we it was so long ago. It was sort of the time when, you know, life was different and we watched the first act and then we all went and passive smoked in the bar uh, in the interval. The and first then, act. Or whatever you call the it. The first half. Right. And then we went back and a few more people scored some goals and then we all went home to Bristol. Who, who, who were they playing, Liverpool? I have absolutely no idea. Who won? I have, I think Liverpool, off the top of my head. Does that narrow it down? Mm. Um, okay. But it was, it was fun. My brother had a nice time, and that's the most important thing. So your bro is a fan. He's a real fan. Big fan. Oh, interesting. So is this a sort of family rebe- rebellion that you're like not into it? No, no. None of our family are into football. Uh, your mum and dad are now. They are Liverpool now fans. because of James. James is the youngest child. I don't know if you have brothers or sisters, Jim or Kate. Yeah, younger. Are you? And where do you fall? So I'm, I'm the oldest. I don't. Yeah, I've not got any siblings, but I. Yeah, in terms of your football heritage, you tend to. It's like a family. It's like your parents normally would enforce it. So my mum's a Wolves fan which is a team that plays in Wolverhampton. Um, and uh, and my dad is a Tottenham fan and Tottenham is my team. Right, okay. So, yeah. So, but my father was not sporty. My mother is not sporty. None of us are from Liverpool. I don't really know why James picked Liverpool, but he did. And because, and, and Jim will get this, because he's the younger brother, my parents felt that they too should now support Liverpool in order to encourage mm-hmm. my brother more. Whereas had I picked someone, meh, well, whatever. Oh, <laughs> well, you okay. were the practice there child, you weren't you? That's how that tends to work, right? Do you see yourself as the practice child? Yeah, certainly in, in, some, in some areas. Like, you, you know, you stop thinking about that when you get older, don't you? But when you're a kid, it's the most infuriating thing in the world. Because it's all the doesn't sound like you've stopped do, like, thinking about it, to be honest, Jim. <laughs> no, actually, no, maybe now you mention it, perhaps not. Um, but William, was there... Was there ever a chance that you were going to sort of fall in love with football on the day? Or was it one of those days where you were just like, oh, I need to get through this? Not on the day, no. I, I, I tell you what, because it was sold to me as, oh, it's just like going to the theatre. <laughs> um, you know, you sit and you watch something it and is. then you go away. And it's the same yeah. sort of length, maybe, maybe even a, even a bit shorter than a theatre show. Um, the trouble is, it's so far away from where we were sitting. All huh. the action, because, you know, the, the pitch or whatever you call it is, is quite big. So, and you know, as a 12-year-old, I had relatively good eyesight, but I just felt like it was quite far away. So okay. I struggled to keep up with what was going on. Yeah, maybe you should have brought binoculars. That's kind of a kind of theatre thing that's yeah, missing. C- now, there we go. Yeah. I'm gonna ask- that would have really helped him to fit in, wouldn't it? That would have really helped William <laughs> fit in better, little tiny 12-year-old. Well, could I have done? <laughs> I don't think you can go to football with binoculars. Why Jordan, go to the this is not the attitude. We're trying to win him. We're trying to win him round. We're trying I to tell him it's think, a ball church. Just, you can be who you want to be. Football's changed. Yeah, that's true. That's true, actually. It has changed a lot since a long time ago. So, okay, if I go now to the cop and I'm sitting there with my opera glasses, will that will I fit in? No. No. I'm going to be... I'm, football's changed, but it's not changed that much. Nothing terrible will happen, but men will be rude to you. Men will be rude to and yeah. about you. I mean, I write for the Daily Mail. I'm very useful. <laughs> there's nothing, there's literally nothing like it. Okay. Going to watch a game of football, there is 
Like, I love the cinema. I don't mind going to the theatre. You know, I don't mind the theatre, but going to... Oh, watch... shut up. You like the theatre. Uh, uh, it's all right. Um, but there's nothing quite like going to watch a live game of football. Yeah. And to watch your team on a Saturday afternoon. It is the... It, I've said it many times before. There's, there's, it's not just the game itself. It's match day, isn't it? Yeah. There's nothing that beats it. It's, it's going in the pub at one o'clock and meeting your friends and your uncle. It's everything about it. It's the best day ever. So, yeah, it's quite theatrical. Now, I don't want to assume too much, but I assume that the football ramble is about what is referred to as the beautiful game. Is that right? It is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, would it be right to say, Jim, that it's not, we're not kind of po-faced, we're not sitting there constantly being like, oh, it's so beautiful, and we must say about how pure football <laughs> no. is, and isn't it lovely how, you know... There's so much money in the Premier League and all that stuff. It's kind of the opposite of that. It's it's basically the narrative of the game is it's the idea of the funny little stories that are going on. We just today or we were going to talk about this like mad Greek goalkeeper who scored a hat trick of penalties in some like fourth division. So we the focus is on the Premier League, but then we just try and talk about all the things we think are a bit mad about it. Yeah, well, it's about the theatre of it, isn't it? It's about, as you say, Kate, those the, the storylines and the narrative and you and you find that just sort of within it. I think actually once you start getting invested in sometimes even players within a team, I don't know, that's when you start to get sort of bitten by it. And um it, the the circus of it to me is is as important as the actual sport. It's the fun, it's the characters around it, it's just the it's just the it's like you speak a language that um that, that that only certain people speak because you've got all this all this stuff in common and it's great and um it's interesting to me talking about the, the jordan as well talk, talking about match day and what it's like and and, if, and comparing it to the theater there's not really anything else like celebrating your team scoring a goal in the stadium that is such yeah, a unique experience it's like a rush yeah and you yeah. Do, when else do you get to like shout and jump up and down in public yeah, and it's an expression of joy, isn't it? Maybe you guys will tell me it? loads of other places. I'm not one to shout and jump up and down in public. Really? Even at the end of Mary Poppins? Absolutely not. Yeah, you do. You get up and have a dance. I don't. I, I stand up to... I give them a standing ovation. Yeah. yeah, people stand up at football and, you know, the equivalent... But why? What what triggers the standing? Just if they're about to score a goal or if you want to start a chant. So hang on. They're it's like about, excitement. So they haven't actually... But it is actually quite an interesting etiquette point, isn't it? Probably, Jordan. Like... To, to, from women, William's perspective is like sometimes people get pretty pissed off if people are standing because you're not supposed yeah. to stand all mm. the time and then people be like do you mind you know can you sit down or if there's kids around you want to yeah. make sure they sit down and so there's this whole thing about safe standing as well so there are some seats in football grounds now that are going to be all standing which is something they used to do back in the 70s and oh. on a lot being like real talk on a lot of away games everybody just if you go to an away game you yeah just everyone stand stands. Up. it's yeah. like an they, enthusiasm they get, thing it's like we don't yeah. get they, held in place by seats so we when you go to an away game 89 percent of the time you, you're all stood up and it's it's a better atmosphere you're singing because you're but going you to someone for, else's ground yeah but you're going to someone else's ground you want to show off jordan will be taking his top be. off as well won't he and like whirling yeah, it around once. his head what was that for? Rotherham away when I was 16. Rotherham? <laughs> yeah. Tell we, us we, more. I think we managed to stay out. I think, I think we managed to stay out. I think you're the only person that's ever got excited in Rotherham. Ah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he likes to insult Northern Towns. It's his thing. Oh, no, Nottingham was your recent one. That's more Midlands. Nottingham, Sheffield, Rotherham. Yeah. 
potato potato <laughs> shut up anyway you um, took your shirt off you were saying no i think i did i remember there's but always because a, what burnley scored yeah and there's always a game you go on when you're about and we're not advocating this but when you're about 16 17 <laughs> and you get ham you get hammered you get really <laughs> drunk with your mates it's like the first away game you go on with your mates and you think oh want it want it want it want it lads now and you're really not and I think it was I think it was Rotherham it might have been crew can't remember I was hammered but yeah remember then I had no top on what was it can I ask what teams you support are you allowed to have teams that you support yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what what are your team Wolverhampton no so I'm Tottenham I should have probably gone Wolverhampton it's a bit more like I don't know whatever anyway the new stadium is probably the best ground of probably the best football and in terms of you being far away from the pitch you wouldn't get any of that shit at Spurs because it's just everywhere in the stadium you feel like you're right in the middle of the in the middle of the action so yeah I'm Spurs and then Jim is like our traditional I guess our our traditional like enemy rival yeah so I support Arsenal who are also based in North London Um, Ah, the Arsenal indeed so uh, essentially two groups of very (laughs) similar people with similar interests hate each other (laughs) having those similar interests and um, and, uh, it's weirdly enjoyable though isn't it well no but the reason is so the thing is about football is there's heritage that goes back to the start of the 20th century history I imagine this is the sort Mm. of thing you're into William and uh, in fact Arsenal are not from the local area. They're from a place called Woolwich. And they moved mm-hmm. in the, what, the 20s? <laughs> Something, Something like, that. like that. So we don't, we don't recognise that. North London is, no. is, is oh. a Tottenham base. But you're in Middlesex anyway, so... I was going to say, I feel like William would be a very good football fan because I've already heard him negging you. What is it? Um, you're on about like I'm passive-aggressive sorry, stuff. Watch. Negging, you yeah. know what negging is. Negging, but doing yeah. little, little yeah. passive aggression stuff. You know how to take the piss out of Burnley, is what I'm saying, and that yeah. is core yeah, yeah. to he's, being a football fan. So being able to take the piss true. out of things. Um, and he, he's been to turf more before, haven't you? you I have. have. Jordan took me up the turf, which was good. <laughs> yeah, we showed him how to turf more. And going back to that about the the rivalries, it's like our biggest rivals are Blackburn, Blackburn, fans. Yeah. Blackburn and even um, I know that. And we don't even call them Blackburn; we call them somewhere else, but. Um, they like it's weird because I know loads of Blackburn fans. I went to school with Blackburn fans. Like you said, we all in the same area. Loads of Burnley and Blackburn fans work together in factories and things like that. We all know each other, but we, when it comes to the football, we just, we just hate each other. It's, I guess in in well, hate's a strong word. With, with all this rivalry and like you know, um, with uh, Tottenham and Arsenal, with Burnley and Blackburn. Is it sort of in a way, like in my world, it's like the, the Cornish and the Devonians sort of getting a bit crossover, which goes first on the scone. <laughs> yes, that's the perfect analogy. Is that ba- it's really the same is. sort of thing? It actually is, really is the perfect analogy. It's like the people, you know, it's like Monty Python. It's like the people's Judean front or the Judean front mm. of people or whatever. It's like, I mean, what we know probably underneath it all, but is unspoken is that we're all basically the same. I think a lot of it comes from being young as well, doesn't it? Because when you when you pick your team, when you're a kid, um, you're nailing your colours to their mast, you know? Um, and it's like, you're saying, all right, I like football. I have decided that this is the best sort of avatar for football. So they go out there and they represent you. And if they if they then lose to your rivals, they've made you look a dickhead, essentially. And that kind of never leaves you. As silly as it is, as childish as it is, I think there's some joy in kind of clinging onto that. It's like the fact it's so trivial is actually what makes it important in a weird way. William, it's about the essence of life. It's about the essence of life. It's about games and your people and 
Yeah. So if you're not if you're not supporting football, going to football games, you're basically not living. I wow. I've That's said I've said Kay, especially like during this season, like sometimes you do you do just wish you weren't into football because when Burnley lose, it, it like it ruins a weekend. Like you could, I yeah. if Burnley get beat, I could be in a mood for the whole weekend. I genuinely think, like at the moment, all I can think about is is Burnley and getting relegated. Are we going to stay up? And I'm looking at games and I'm figuring out points. And I'm looking at who Newcastle and Brentford and Leeds are playing. Like it's all I can think about, and that's what it's like to be a football. I'm like, I've you know I've. I've got to do a bloody radio show every day and stuff, and that's like takes up a lot of the time. And but the thing I'm most worried about in my life at the moment is whether Burnley are going to stay up. I mm. promise you, not what I'm going to talk about on Tuesday afternoon when we've nothing to talk about. What What's your approach that's... to that, Jordan? How are you fit? Because I mean, they might, they might not. <laughs> I I um I I'm in two mind like um and the people I speak to, half the fans I speak to, and half my friends and family think we're going to stay up. And the other half think, well, oh, we'll we'll go down, but we've got two games in hand. It's just the only thing that's worrying is we've only won one game this season. So can they avoid relegation? We can, but we are bottom of the league, it? and it is. Mm. And at the time of recording, it's towards the end of February. So, mm. but we've got some good. We just we just need we need to win five, maybe six games to stay up. And what what are they? How are they, how is their score on aggregates? What? <laughs> How is their score on aggregates? You don't know what that means. Do you? I have no idea, but I, I don't know what that means. You sound sort of like on you know what you're talking about. I, on aggregate is such a um, on aggregate is so hard to explain, isn't that like the old Champions League? Yeah. So that's if a team four. plays each other over two games. But, essentially. but it's yeah. not okay. So unfortunately, it's not relevant here. But it's good. It, like it is a good bit of terminology there. Uh, yeah, I think we'll be okay. I think we might just do it. It'll be fingers crossed. It'll be. The hardest relegation battle we've had. You see, you know yeah. how yeah. important it is. <laughs> I think we need to find William a football team. Who could who could he support? Well, there was. I, I should just point out before you find me a team. <laughs> my brother was so insistent when we were children growing up that I had. He couldn't understand that I didn't have a team. He, he couldn't get it through his little mm. tiny little mind. That he pressured me so much one summer that I had to find a team and he was watching a programme which I believe is fairly popular called Sky Sports News and a programme we were he was watching it and on the screen on the ticker came something about Yeovil Town and Yeovil was vaguely near where we grew up awesome. and so I is went it? Yeovil just to shut it just to make him go away I like it and I regretted that because then for my birthday a few weeks later, he gave me a Yeovil Town football top. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Mate, this is awesome. You've got a team. You're an Yeovil fan. So you're a Yeovil Town supporter. I don't know anything about them. Doesn't matter. Yeah, most people who support Yeovil Town don't. I think at the time they were having a conference or something. I don't know what. No, they were in the conference. Right, that. Yeah, I have no in the idea. Yeah. Sounds a bit BNP, the National League, doesn't it? it? Does it? Is that, does that make it better or worse for you, William? I can't tell. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, get you tongue like an adder. <laughs> no, it makes it worse. We horrid people. Take you on to a Yeovil Town game. I don't game. want to go to a Yeovil Town game. Thank you very much. Oh, he's from Bristol. Yes, yeah, so you'd like would it. You you'd really like it. Yeah, you would. Would you, you be would. Bristol City or Bristol Rovers? How's it? How's it? Make, does it depend on what side of the city you're from. You're talking to completely the wrong person. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I, I reckon Bristol Rovers will be from one part of the city, won't they? And City will be from one, the other part. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Actually, I don't I know. I couldn't about tell that. you either, to be honest. Oh man, I think the key factor might be that Bristol Rovers are con- currently managed by an absolute yob. So you probably want to follow the other lot. Who? <laughs> um, Joey Barton. Joey Barton. <laughs> oh, it's, I, he's a good player for Burnley. You've read his autobiography. I, I have know. read his autobiography. Mm. Tell yeah. us again yeah. what's in the autobiography. It's a good. It's a good ball catcher. He's very honest. He's very open. You mean his ghostwriter was very honest? But he's. Do you think? Oh yeah, come on, mate. They're all they're all by ghostwriters. Come on, absolutely. Even people who aren't Um, that famous get their books done by ghostwriters. Yeah. Do you know? I was offered a ghostwriter this morning. I was really insulted. (laughs) What for? Get it. Do it. Are you doing another book? Whatever. We'll move on. Oh wow. They offered me a ghostwriter. What's the third one going to be called? I have absolutely no idea. There's only so much you can write. Well, it's going to be up to the ghostwriter, isn't it? Yeah. Wait, it's just to imply to that, that you've yet. written books already oh. and you're not Yes, I've good. I've written three books. You're not. No, no, I've written absolutely <laughs> fine books, but I, I think I think they've done quite well. But the, the new publisher went, oh yeah, we could give him some help on it if he wanted. Maybe just want more <laughs> free oh, time. Yeah, he's got an nice. English degree. Yes. In terms of etiquette, where, where does that sit with you? <laughs> well, it's... It's quite, you can see offering why a, offering a published author a, a ghostwriter. To me, I'm no expert, but that seems like poor etiquette. It's not great. Remember, this Red Nose Day, your donation will help people here in the UK and around the world live free from poverty, violence and discrimination, as well as supporting them with their mental health. This includes helping people right now in Ukraine and those suffering the mass displacement of people in many parts of the world. Please do head to comicrelief.com slash podcast mashup to give what you can now. So um, I don't know if you're aware of this, Jordan. I imagine that you are. But apparently Prince Charles is a Burnley fan. Um, <laughs> he is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe? He yeah. is. He's, um, he's, he's done a lot of work in Burnley, the Prince's Trust, the Prince's Trust, which he's <laughs> obviously pa- patron for. Well, it's his charity, isn't it's it? It's his He's the head of it, yes. Uh, well, he, he, does, he does a lot of work in Burnley. And he, he's been uh, around Turf Moor a few times. And he once got asked in an interview who... What football team just put? He says, don't really support anyone, but if I had to choose it, it'd be Burnley. So we'll take that. The yeah. future king of England's a claret. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, yeah. does that, does that um, as a as a, the poshest person here by some distance, William, does that, does that yeah. sway you at all? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, n- no, because I'm not convinced that if we were with the Prince of Wales and we asked him again, like if we went, can you remember who you said? I don't think he'd remember. No. Yeah. I don't think he really is. I don't know. Yeah, was that like David Cameron who got mixed up with what team he's well, that was That's what right, I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, Villa mm. or West Ham because the kids are a bit yeah, similar. He said Villa and initially and then pretended it was West Can Ham. Can you get through life without supporting a particular team? Yeah. I don't think you should. No, I agree. You do, I, there are tell, people that do yeah. it. But there's people, what I don't get is the people that, that aren't really into football and don't really support a team. But then when England play in the Euros or the World Cup, they really get into it. But you weren't really bothered then either, were you? No, I, I had, I can remember on the, the night of the World Cup final, which Euros. was, Euros, Euros yeah. sorry, which was what? Who who was playing? England, Italy. England, Italy. Still can't believe we got beat. I was, I was sobbing in the pub. Our friends, you who you have now met, Joe and, Joe and Luke. Yeah. Which are two other highly strong homosexuals um, came over, and uh, and Joe announced that he wanted to watch the football whilst we were having our candlelight supper, and I was utterly horrified because I thought, dead cert, 
two other gays, they won't want to watch the football, we'll invite them over. And then they did. <laughs> and I was mortified. What, uh, who would have a candlelight supper in the Euro final? I didn't know. I just picked it as a Sunday. So astonishing. Would, was free. I, feel, actually, I actually feel quite hurt by that. I feel quite personally hurt. Why? What, know. you weren't invited? I just, I don't know. It's like a nation build. It's like a nation building exercise, isn't it? Like, like Jordan says, you know, even people who don't care about football, they sort of yeah. get involved, yeah, it's a big and it's moment. nice. It's beautiful. I yes. invite, I invite people about eight weeks before the thing. Yes, now, but the, the, time, the European, I don't the even think the final was planned started. quite in advance. <laughs> yes, but let's be honest. None of us thought England was going to be in that. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, someone's a we pundit now. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I've got some do's and don'ts because you know, my life is all about do's and don'ts. So I, I've got a couple of do's and don'ts that I'd quite like to ask the three of you. Sure. On football, because we don't on sex to normally talk about football. Okay. Um, do supporters of the other side, so when there's a match and it's two teams, the mm-hmm. A and the B side, do supporters of the A side ever sit in the stands of the B side? What do you mean? Like if you can, if you want to go and watch Burnley, yeah, and you can only get a ticket for the match in the Manchester United. Yeah, people do do yeah, that. They do. You yeah. shouldn't, but people do do. I'd rather not go on because I don't think it's. You can never enjoy it. So what day. happens? Relax. Do you do you, do you stand up and cheer and do all your? No, thing? you just stay incognito. Don't yeah, you? I mean, obviously that's up to the individual, but you would you'd be asking for a you'd be asking for a difficult afternoon if you stood up and cheered the opposition. I've seen people kicked out for getting that as well. Yeah, you know, for being in the I've, Wigan. D- I've done it. I did it at Wigan years ago, and you just because we were, I can't remember. I think we were, Owen Coyle was the manager, and I don't even know if it was Wigan. I can't remember, but um, I, you just don't enjoy the match. It's it's rubbish. I've done it. For, I've done it in Man City as well. It's just like have you, have you either done it, Jim or Kate? I haven't done it. A friend of mine went to see. Um, is supports Nottingham Forest. Went to see them play Arsenal. Had to sit in the. Um, in the sorry, had to sat in the Arsenal end, and he had the nightmare scenario that I've never heard of actually happening before, but people worry about. The bloke next to him was like a sort of big alpha, seemingly trying to sort of test his knowledge, so trying to sort of coax his Arsenal oh, fandom God. out of him. So he mm. just had a just had a really shit time, and they lost five 0 I think. So that wouldn't have helped either. Yeah. So he's obviously sat there not celebrating the goals as they go in. So it's probably obvious. So yeah, it's um, it comes with risks if you do that. I, I once took my mum to on a special treat. I took her. I had a way of getting her to the Tottenham box, so I took her to the Wolves. So she's a Wolves fan, um, and there was like smart dinner and stuff beforehand. And the one stipulation was you can't wear colours, so like any kind of you know Wolves memorabilia or, or any of that sort of stuff. And anyway, she rocks up with like absolutely everything, and she's like oh. little old lady, but. <laughs> Oh, Bless come her. on. But yeah, maybe maybe it was the wrong thing to do. Maybe I should have just let it lie. If if well t- talking on what what to wear to football matches, what if I were to go to a football match now, not as a because I've only been to one as a child and I, I can't even remember what I wore and I was probably just wearing whatever I was told to wear. But if I was to go now as an adult with no particular team necessarily, I'm just going along. Let's say I'm going to Burnley because that's semi-likely mm. as I'm your friend and I don't own Burnley football kit I don't want to wear Burnley football kit mm. thank you very much mm-hmm. what do I wear? It depends so I I do like to wear a, a jersey a top sometimes go for a retro one sometimes go for the seasons but 
my dad, my cousin, they don't wear, they just wear like a half zip like you, with a little badge on, a little pin badge, and maybe okay. a scarf or a little cap, flat cap with Burnley badge on or something like that. You don't have to go in full kit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about a sports jacket? You could wear a sports, you could wear just a Burnley coat, a jacket, like you don't... But no, but what happens if I don't want to wear burnley stuff you can wear it's good to wear something i always think if you're going on the game i, I don't know what you what you guys guys think but I, I think if you're going on the game it's good to wear a bit of colors a bit of yeah I, I generally just wear what i would wear to be honest i i wouldn't mm. i wouldn't wear something that was explicitly the same color as like the opposition's colors um just That's out of, kind of a weird yeah. little personal superstition but i personally yeah. i don't i don't i don't really own any merchandise or anything so i don't i don't take it but i would probably I, th- I think it's probably about 50-50, isn't it? I mean, and that will differ from from club to club. But um, yeah, I, I don't look any different from, from normal, to be honest. Kate, what do yeah. you wear when you're on the game? It tends to, <laughs> <laughs> it tends to be... Do you wear fo- the Football Ramble merchandise? No, no, but I think we should, actually, probably. That probably yeah. should Marketing. be part of it. Yeah, you're right. Although, actually, to be honest, that's a bit needy, isn't it? Because, like... It's a football show. We're yeah. at a football game. You know. <laughs> yeah. Chill. Um, my other, my other big question I want to know, and I've always, you know, when I have seen football on television in fleeting moments, or when Joe and Luke came round and Joe insisted that we watched the final, mm-hmm. do, fo- do the shorts that football players wear? Do they have pockets? Oh, I don't think they do. I don't believe do so. No. I don't think there's a reason for them to have pockets. No, you know, because well, you're not allowed. Because they're always spitting, and if they had pockets, they could put a little tissue or a handkerchief in, yeah. and they could spit into that rather than on the side of the pitch. You know, or perhaps tissue, a spittoon. Perfect. Whatever, as long as it's not the pitch, and we don't need to see it, I'm all for I'd, it. Um, I'd, I'd like, I'd, I'll come in there and say I don't think they spit as much as they used to because they actually got thing. Was a big thing was made of it a few years ago. Yeah, I also think you know, in a post-COVID era, we shouldn't be spitting out bodily fluids in front of other people. Thank no, you very much. I don't much. think they do it as much as they used to because there was like kids do copy them and stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so I yeah. don't think they do it. As I, much actually, I saw that happen the other day. A kid walking along the street just gobbing, and it was, it was oh, absolutely it. foul. Like I've, it I felt like a throwback because I haven't seen it in what feels yeah, like it, years. It is grim. Um, well, no. That, well, I wondered because it's called the Beautiful Game. I don't know why it's called the Beautiful Game. Who gave it that? Was that Bill Shankly again? Um, I'm not actually sure where that comes I from. I think it was a head. commentator, was it? Who said this really is the Beautiful Game, right? Or the most beautiful game? So, who is the most beautiful player at the moment? Is my question. To <laughs> you. Oh, great question. I think I think um, Jim should field this one. I feel like he's a connoisseur of. Of, uh, of yeah. Um, oh, surely Dominic Calvert Lewin is the most beautiful footballer. Oh, he is extremely. Right, I'm going yeah. to I'm going to Google him now. So actually, William, name? I would say Google Dominic Calvert Lewin fashion because one of the yes. things that is is very sort of notable about him is that he he's just big into his fashion in in a way that um you know a lot of footballers haven't maybe had the kind of confidence in themselves to be in the past you, mm. you like he wouldn't look out of place on a runway and he's, he's oh gosh yes he's very fashion forward isn't he he is a lot of people think ronaldo's really perfect don't they not fear Does well you, know, you could you, know you could be that is? perfect with that amount of surgery yeah he's not he does look like a doll he looks like a doll doesn't i think like a, i think like most players most footballers are good looking because they're athletes aren't yeah. they for they're me, Ronaldo great. looks like a horse that's been turned into a man. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, well, that's that's. I've got things to Google later, which yeah. is fine. Well, thank you for answering my do's and don'ts. Very welcome. Do you have any questions about how to set the dinner table you'd like to ask me? Oh, yeah. bless you. One genuine um, etiquette-related question, actually, um, is I oh. don't think it's that bad if you put your elbows on the table. Um, is that likely to ever change in our lifetime, William? Will people stop judging me for that? Because I just, I just think it's fine, isn't it? Yeah. Just to clarify, this is whilst you're eating. Uh, not, no, not while you, yeah, after you're eating, not while you, not while you're eating. You, you, your elbows are in use. Good. Okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm, at least you've said that. Um, attitudes are much more relaxed. I mean, historically, why you didn't put elbows on the table goes back to the medieval times when the tables were not secure, four-legged tables like we have today. They were benches with sheets of wood put on them. Mm. So if you physically put your elbows on the table with everything down the middle, the tables would tip, and thus, in the medieval times, in the uh, banqueting halls, it became the etiquette to not put your elbows on the table. Um, so there is a historical reason why you are right. It's you know we're much more casual now in terms of how we dine. Now, if mm. at the end of a meal, if you're going around, let's say, to Kate's house for dinner, and Kate, as the hostess, has got her elbows on the table, then it's absolutely fine to do that huh. if you feel comfortable doing. But I would say, if when you're eating or there's food or drink on the table, no. But at the end, when there's sort of petit four and sort of brandy and that sort of thing, not a problem. Oh, okay, there you go. Okay. But in formal dining, when you go to a state banquet, no. So is that always the is that the rule of thumb then, William? If you you basically do whatever your host, you know, the rules are set by the host. Yes, I mean, that's always what I say to people. If you go to an event and you don't know what to do, just watch what your host is doing. Because even if it's not technically correct, if they're doing it, they will think it is correct and they then thus will <laughs> criticise you. So you can just copy them and then you go home and buy The Bluffer's Guide to Etiquette or whatever other book you want to read and just check. That's William's book. One of them. To, to see if you've got it right or not. Um, um, just one final thing I want to do before we go. Um, normally on our podcast, we, we answer our listeners' dilemmas and problems. We have a classic listener etiquette question here. If I read it to you, can we get your take, Kate oh and Jim, please, God. on okay. this? Give your bit. We try to offer advice. We try to act as agony ants. So what would, what would you do for this? Dear William and Jordan, Kate and Jim, first of all, I have to say I'm a massive fan of the show and tune in every week all the way from Bali. Uh, I'll get straight to it. After a quick tumble in the sack with my boyfriend, unbeknownst to me, he decides to put the used <clears throat> item on the floor. Disgusting. After a while, we get up and discover said item is missing. After a quick search around the room, I notice my beloved kitty, Mr Peanut, smiling up at me, looking very satisfied with himself. After a few mo moments, and to my horror and disgust, I realised that Mr Peanut has indeed swallowed my boyfriend's used condom. An emergency and extremely embarrassing trip to the vets confirmed this, and I was told it would naturally pass over the next few days. So my question is, is it acceptable to put your used condoms on the floor, and are they an untold delicacy? Rebecca. Who wants to go first? Guys, how... We, we got sent that letter... Let, that's still one of my favourite dilemmas. Series two, I think. I think that's series two. So I think the episode is that, was actually, is that what they're normally like? Yeah, they can. They can. Sometimes, Gives you a rough idea. Sometimes it's like uh, my ex is still using my Netflix, and then other times it's stuff like my um, cat's eating a used condom. My housemate's been making love to watermelons. Um, it's, we've had them all. We've had. We've literally had them all. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, so I feel like yeah, surely it doesn't go on the floor. The, the 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 one excuse might be that it's in the throes of passion, but by the time it's coming off, it's you know it's that bit's done, right? So you yeah. should you surely just you're tying it up and looking for a bin. Um, Slightly male approach to matters there, Jim. Interesting. Um, okay, give us give us other, the uh, the female. There are take. other elements to uh, you know intercourse. Well, why don't you give us that take? <laughs> um, no, separate to the specific to answer the specific question. Um, you could like pop it in the little like condom packet. Yeah, um, that's always. And you can put it on the floor. Yeah. Then it like will be raised off the ground. I suppose it also partly depends on the 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 kind of what your floor is made of. Um, Jim, Kate, thank you so much indeed. I feel slightly more inclined to go to a football match now, and maybe we'll see each other at a Yeovil Town match, or we'll all go up the cop together. There, are, the possibilities are endless. Why not? This is huge. I can absolutely see it. And it sounds as though we can dress you up in all sorts. Uh, it sounds like Jordan's got some kit he could lend you and perhaps we could... You've already got a Yeovil Town shirt, so you are going to fit yeah. in a treat. I can hardly Yeah, wait. exactly. Kate, you can take me to Tottenham, Jim. You can take me up the Arsenal. It's, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you so much, guys. That was a blast. Thank you. Great. <laughs> thank you. Remember, your donation has the power to help people live free from poverty, violence and discrimination. Head to comicrelief.com slash podcast mashup to give what you can now. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.